Hello, everybody. This is the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode 38. I'm your host, Jay Moskers, or Josh. Joining me tonight, two special guests from Off the Hinges podcast. We have Brandon and Marcus. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thank you. You bet, bud. Thank you guys for being here. So I guess, Brandon, you said uh, you want to tell people a little bit about what you guys do on your show. Absolutely. Marcus and I started, well, I've been, been friends for a good long time, and we started having a uh, we have our epic phone conversations. Uh, and, and Marcus said, you know, we should record these someday. And because we delve into all sorts of crazy nooks and crannies and go down all kinds of crazy <laughs> rabbit holes. And yeah. and it, it, it just really worked. I think we, we have a great charisma together. And I, I th- and I think one of the most positive things, I'm not afraid to piss Marcus off. I, you, <laughs> know, you know, if we disagree, we disagree. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. And it doesn't turn yeah. into the Jerry Springer show, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I have my viewpoints and he has his, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Yeah. I think what makes it so special is that we can disagree and not get upset about it. And I think it's just because yeah, we've been perfect. friends for so long mm-hmm. that, you know, there's no disrespectful Uh, to our conversations we could disagree and that's fine but we never take it into our own personal relationship yeah no that's i like that that's awesome yeah and i i think after talking to marcus for so long i even if i don't agree with what he's saying that i i still respect his viewpoints enough to know that he's never just talking out of his rear end there's always some research and some 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 mm-hmm. substance behind what he's saying. Although he did kick me in the face once. <laughs> that, that did happen once. We used to work together. That happened at a Christmas party. Uh, this was <laughs> at the end of the evening. And uh, let's just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> it happens. You know, if you don't get kicked in the face by someone, are they really your friend? Yeah, <laughs> The answer is no. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, <laughs> he was trying to kick a can off my head. And he's a black belt in karate. Ah. Uh. I can see a recipe for disaster there. Yeah, there was a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking, and right. I decided I would let him try it, even though he was drunk, I was drunk, and you know, fuck it, we did it. And this, and and this was Marcus's idea. And uh, in oh, my defense, uh, Marcus is it? well over six feet tall, so I'm not John Claude Van Damme. What the hell do you want? <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a similar scenario over here with my girlfriend. And I I um every year I help my grandfather, and my uncle. Uh, like shooting their crossbows and their rifles for hunting season. They're really into hunting and I'm a better shot than they are. So I set it up for my adjust the scopes and everything. And my girlfriend was really excited because I'm hitting the bullseye, you know, and I'm like, ah, see, I'm a great shot. She's like, yeah. I'm like, so how about I put an apple on your head and shoot off your head? She's like, no, <laughs> no, it seems <laughs> you're not that good of a shot. No, I wouldn't actually do it. That'd be a terrible idea. <laughs> it only takes one mistake. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, I've committed a serious offense here. Well, I guess that depends on how much you love her. <laughs> Amen to that. That depends on how good the I mean, relationship Regardless is. of what would happen, I'd definitely film it, regardless of what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there has to be evidence of it. Because if I hit it, I have to show everyone. And if I mess it up, it's like, well, there are some websites that'll pay me for this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you guys started the uh, Off the Hinges podcast at the end of like August, I guess I saw. Like the 26th, I think was when your first episode went up, right? It was about Started. that, yeah. 
Yeah, Marcus yeah. is our Marcus is the mastermind of the show. He's the producer. He's the editor. He's 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 putting the hustle behind this. I'm just this old has been uh, radio personality that that uh, loves to get on and speak my mind. So Marcus is the king of the king of the show here, in my opinion. Well, thank you. How'd you guys? What did you guys decide to like? What got you into making the show? Like, what made you decide to do this? Well, like I said, we were just. Um... We would be on a call about, you know, once or twice a week because he's a really good friend of mine. And mm-hmm. sometimes I give him a call. We work together at a uh, repossession company. Ooh, right? nice. That's always <laughs> exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so the good part of my day is, you know, driving around, you know, looking for stuff. And mm-hmm. I, we would just have these conversations. And we just looked at each other and said, we should be recording this. And <laughs> let's do a podcast. You know, I've done a little bit of a YouTube channel beforehand. And mm. I figured we've got nothing to lose. Let's just do it for fun. Really don't care that much if anyone listens. You know, yeah. we we now live on opposite parts of the state. He lives, I mean, we're still about, what did you say, about two hours away? No, not not even, yeah. Western Pennsylvania. Marcus is in Pittsburgh area, oh. and I'm east of the city. So so about an nice. hour and a half, give or change. I'm also in PA. My co-host and I are also in Pennsylvania. Oh, what part? Central PA. I'm in Central PA, um, and then he's in like the northern tier, up okay. further, yeah, okay. by like Wyoming area. I'm, I went. I'm in. Go ahead. I went to State College. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's like uh, about 50 minutes away from here. I have family that live there, so we're, I'm there all the time. Yeah, we were there for a little bit. A little bit of an outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean, we have uh, back to what we're saying. We have, mm-hmm. you know, people that we develop relationships with that frankly say to us that they'd like to be in on these conversations. We'll we'll make a podcast, you know, worst case scenario, we get to have fun. And later on, we have these conversations. We could talk about it to each other. And, you know, since there's multiple people involved and we can have a great time. Nice. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Like we had a a similar, I've done a couple different podcasts. This is my longest running one at this point. Uh, But I've had friends in the past where we had the similar experience. It's like, we're always hanging out chatting or playing games and stuff together we should you know at least record it because we're having a great time and so originally like my one friend ricardo and i who's going to be a guest on our show here in a little bit he uh he and i played call of duty and stuff a lot and we were really into gaming and we decided oh we'll do a a show because we're always bouncing back and forth like we're always sending each other via like updates like oh here's the latest news from like e3 and stuff and so we started podcasting like gaming news and things like that in the past Uh, unfortunately college and work and stuff got in the way but it, it kind of carried over. Like that's sort of how this one came about. Um, like yeah, I mean, Kyle and I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I think oh, it's, good. it's a little bit different when, you know, we're not doing this to, to get a huge mass following. We're not doing this yeah. to, to make money is we're just doing this for fun. And when you mm-hmm. listen to our show, I don't even have any sponsors. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Because we just want people to enjoy it, they decide to listen to us. You know that's mm-hmm. fantastic. But we're just on here to to have a little fun, and you know we're not fueled by anything else. We're not fueled on other people's agendas or other people's opinions. We just yeah. talk about what we want to talk about. That's the whole part of our show. You know, it's the main tagline. If you hear it, that we talk about what we want to talk about because our podcasts are not yours, yeah. and that's that's the basis of our of our show. No, I think it's the perfect way to go about it, too, because if you go into it with the mindset of like, all right, how can I make this my job? It's like, one, people are going to be able to tell that right away and not enjoy it because like you're just not going to be as into it. 
And two, you're going to hate doing it right away. If you're doing it strictly for work, it's not fun to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel there's a lot of people that do that with like Twitch as well. Because I mean, I do a Twitch stream three days a week, sometimes four, depending on my weekends. But there are other people I know in my like circle of friends who are like, I want to make money doing this instead of uh, like an actual full time job outside of like gaming and entertainment stuff. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you enjoy it first and then see where it goes as opposed to trying to make money off of it right out of the gate. But no, we, uh, we've had once, uh, I don't do air quotes sponsor, um, feedback shack. We did them a while ago and they were cool. They like, you can post your projects and people will like, uh, give you feedback on it. They'll, it, you can use, it uses like a point system. So if you're getting feedback and providing feedback, you kind of like bumps up your projects and stuff. And it was kind of, it's a cool concept and I liked it and I've used that for our own stuff. Um, but I haven't seeked out uh, or sought out, I guess would be the word, uh, like many sponsorships and stuff. But I have looked into like uh, different ways of doing that. But we'll see. I'm not focused on that just yet. Yeah, no. I mean, it could always come down the line. But right now, we're just we're just having fun. And I think that's the most point. If you're having fun and you don't really care about what anybody else thinks, then it's going to be a good show. Yeah, 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 I I agree. I, I'll I'll take that one step further and say that we're having fun, but also too, it's not just sitting here discussing something uh, pointless mm-hmm. or irrelevant uh, like professional sports. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> what a stupid topic that is. But it's it's something that, as citizens of uh, <laughs> planet Earth and humanity, what's our opinion? <laughs> what's going on? How are these political yeah. topics, social topics uh, affecting us? What's a voice of mm-hmm. truth, a voice of unbiased truth? I'm not being sponsored. I'm not being paid off. And I don't need to watch what I have to say. I can voice my opinion based on my experience without the influence of any agenda. And I can say, I can call it as I see it. And that's that's the beauty of the internet. And that obviously is is fun and enjoyable to do. And if, if you reach one person and they say, huh, I never thought of it that way, then the show is worthwhile. Yeah, no, but like I, it's, yeah, it's a great summary. Like we do this, like I said, we do the same thing over here on our show too. It's, we're just doing whatever we want. We talk about whatever we want to talk about. Um, I, I'll definitely like save links throughout like the week before we record on like things that have happened. If we want to talk about that is like sort of like a reminder. Cause by the end of the week, we've forgotten what happened like two days before, let alone like seven days ago <laughs> but it like we like I said we generally just talk about like what we have going on what we're excited about and stuff like that and yeah, i think it works for us pretty well and we've enjoyed doing it like mm-hmm. i say we'll be 38 episodes in now it's going pretty smoothly i've enjoyed having a lot of different guests on as well you guys recently did an episode on uh 9 and i think you have a second episode coming out as well you said yeah yeah um what <laughs> I was going to say, like, what kind of decided you like, how did you decide to get on that topic in particular? And were you, I guess, based on what you've said previously, I was going to ask if you were worried about getting like a bad response to it, just discussing it in in any sort of a way. So, yeah, like, how did you get on the topic of, do, of discussing that on your show? Well, I, I think that's the ultimate pink elephant us for being uh i'm 37 years old so at 2001 i just graduated high school that's the jfk of our generation 
So 9-11, at 37 years old, personally, 9-11 would have been the JFK of my generation, the Pearl Harbor of my mm-hmm. generation, and, and the, the same as Marcus's. And to see the parallels between that event and what's happening today. And we're, mm-hmm. we're so caught up in the coronavirus and all this mm-hmm. jazz. It's so easy to forget about, hey, wait a minute, uh, like not even 20 years ago, we had another major event that shaped mm-hmm. uh, political, social uh, 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 policy that affected everyone yeah. on the planet that started two wars had countless <laughs> laws enacted, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. where does this stuff come from? And then you look into it and the same as the coronavirus. Does the science match up to what really happened? Does this make mm-hmm. sense to a logically thinking person? Are you just caught up in the mass marketing, the, 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 the flow of ideas that, oh, yeah, that's right. It must have been that. You, you believe the official narrative. Were you critically mm-hmm. thinking about it, though? Yeah, no, it's, we, it, it's an interesting topic to cover because I know if, like, you, if you say anything about it that's like outside of, like, I guess, the norm, so to speak, people come down on you really hard. They're like, oh, my God, you're an American, that sort you're of thing. You're an American. How dare you yeah. say that? Mm-hmm. And that's it's un-American and, to have an opinion or like out, any thought that doesn't line up with the status quo. I guess you'd say, and and that's that's where I disagree entirely because it is American to have an opinion. Yeah, that's the whole point of of being an American. That's the whole point of having the beaches of Normandy stormed is to fight for these freedoms, and we mm-hmm. have these freedoms, so we have to exercise them. Even if you take it back to our separation, you know, from England, mm-hmm. in my opinion, we are more inclined, or I should say the American thing to do is to question what Big Brother is telling us. Yeah. Right? Would you mm-hmm. agree with that? Definitely. And I'm not That's afraid the of way. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm not afraid of any backlash. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like we're not trying to, you know, set the world on fire. What we are trying to do is say, we're going to sit down and look at things from a logical perspective. Yeah. Why is steel melting at a when it's being burned? You know, even if you say it by jet fuel, which burns, mm-hmm. you know, at a lower degree than what steel melts. Mm-hmm. Right. So we want to sit back and look at everything through a logical perspective. And again, the whole premise of the show is you could disagree if you want. You can, you know, if we enlighten one person to maybe sit down and maybe critically think more than they're already doing, then our show has served this purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I know they had, I forget what what was that movie they did? Like the documentary where they kind of tried to unravel all the stuff surrounding 9-11. Loose change. Loose change. Thank you. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, no, that came out, and that was that was pretty popular. That was a big kind of a thing that came out surrounding it. Um, but yeah, like growing up, it's like that happened. I would have been seven when nine eleven occurred, and I just remember it's like, especially at that age, it's like you just believe whatever it is you're, you know, you hear your parents saying and things like that. Um, and so, as yeah, as I got older, I was like, ah, well, I guess I should think for myself for a change. <laughs> You know, and that's when you kind of like look into different things. And even on the show here, too, I try to avoid like hard political topics because I try to make this kind of a place to just kind of kick back and relax. 
Um, it's kind of why we avoided coronavirus talk for a while. Not even like on a political issue. It's just like we just didn't talk about it for a while because we were trying to like, you know, everyone's kind of hearing about it nonstop all day, every day. And we were kind of making a, a place to uh, to kind of get away from it and just listen to like gaming news and, and stuff like that. But I think yeah, there's we- definitely a case to make for people just kind of taking their inf- getting information from one source in particular and they kind of live in a bubble instead of doing the research and investigating for themselves. Yeah, we Sorry. started with that. Corona was our our first topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we said, "All right, let's get into this." You know, one giant leap and <laughs> let's just go after the big topic. Let's talk go after as as Brandon describes it, the pink elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> when when the the easy thing to do is when there's darkness, you're afraid to go down the tunnel, afraid to go down the hole. It's easy not to go there. The brave thing mm-hmm. to do is to shine the flashlight in there because most people don't want to see what the hell's in that tunnel. They say it's dark. I don't know. It's an, I don't know. Let's, let's just go somewhere else. The brave mm-hmm. thing to do is to shine light in there and to see what's in there. And I have no problem with the official narrative. That's fine and dandy. But if the official narrative doesn't make any logical or scientific sense whatsoever, then my Mm -hmm. logical thinking brain, uh, which I was hammered in college, right? And all throughout our educational (laughs) system to be critical thinkers, right? Critical thinkers. Well, I'm critically thinking that no steel structure has collapsed due to fire in the history of mankind and three did on one day. Mm -hmm. How do you explain that? Yeah. You have those, and then what was it? Tower seven, right? Building seven, yep. Building seven, building seven. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I feel like that's one of the great, I don't, I hate saying it like this because I feel like there's kind of a negative connotation when we say like conspiracy theory, like over the years, because they've used that to refer to a lot of different theories that actually have a lot of like uh, valid points to make. Like that sort of stuff. It's like, I feel like a lot of that information kind of gets, you know, pushed the background, like like I said, building seven. I never hear that brought up when people talk about stuff, it seems a lot of the times. I would say that we are more against conspiracy theories and more about facts. If a, cons- mm-hmm. if a conspiracy theory brings up a good fact, we're all about it. Because yeah. while theories are theories, facts are facts. Yeah. And that's what we try to look at. That's and why I hate conspiracy saying conspiracy theory. I hate that. Because, it, like I said... Yeah. I hate that term. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, 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 the Marcus said the, the term theory. Oh, I'm, I'm a conspiracy. I'm just a weirdo in a tinfoil hat. I mean, how about fact-seeking? How about truth-seeking? I hate the I, I hate the term conspiracy theory because that makes it seem like you're some crazy maniac in a, in a, yeah. a, a hut in Montana in a tinfoil hat. That, that's, that's not the truth. How about truth-seeking? How about fact-seeking? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. who's the conspiracy theorist? The person that's that's calling out scientific facts saying, wait a minute, this is scientifically impossible. Or is it the person, mm-hmm. is it the government that's jamming this 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 narrative down your throat that, that's trying to uh, snow you and gaslight you into believing something that, that's that's unbelievable? Yeah. I feel like, too, people use the term like conspiracy theorists to kind of almost like play off like what the people like the point and. Uh, that people are trying to make it's like oh these conspiracy theorists and it's like all right you're automatically trying to give them uh like you give people the idea like oh they're conspiracy theorists they're just crazy people yeah they just try to discredit you yeah exactly and it's it's just kind of a way of downplaying 
people trying to make a point or bring up valid arguments. Yeah, no, don't uh, get me wrong. Some con- uh, conspiracy theorists or cons- conspiracy theories are pretty far out there, pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> by all means, those people are conspiracy theorists. But I mm-hmm. don't think that if you're coming at a situation with, you know, a little semblance of uh, education, a little, a little bit of clear of a clear mind, mm-hmm. you were going to say that hey, some things about you know whether September 11th or or any conspiracy theory, there's a little bit of truth in there. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to stop and and look at this and see because I mean the term false flag is true for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There are zany conspiracies. You know, uh, we've covered uh, some on our show. It's been great. Right. <laughs> well, well, I mean, how how far do you want to take it? I, I can go yeah. make something up off the top of my head right now and and pull mm-hmm. something out of my rear end and say it. But in, in when I start giving facts, and I yeah. start giving proof, and I start giving logical reasoning behind what I'm saying. Then it's this mm-hmm. isn't this is no longer a theory. You, you, this is a case. You're presenting facts. You're showing mm-hmm. me what you know. If I say, "Oh, well, the the, the the government, whatever," okay, where's your proof? Well, I don't have it. I just think, well, that's a theory. Yeah. And I think little goblins, um, you, you know, <laughs> live in my house. Where, where's the proof? Well, there is no proof. Okay. Well, then that's a, that's a crazy theory. They say, well, mm. I think that, uh, you know, my crazy theory is jet fuel doesn't melt steel. Where's the proof? Okay, here's the proof. Mm-hmm. Here's the proof. It's science. Here's the proof. Okay, so what is it now? Is it a crazy conspiracy theory? No, it's not. It's the truth now. But yeah. you're still painted with that same brush because you're going against the official narrative because everybody's so yeah, brainwashed. Yeah. I mean, by no means, you know, us... Sorry about that. No, it's good. Uh, we do not consider ourselves conspiracy conspiracy theorists, and we don't consider ourselves, you know, unpatriotic. I think we're one of the two people that care about our country, and you know, to me, that's not ever in question. Mm-hmm. But what is in question is how much, you know, so to speak, the the wool is being pulled over your eyes. Yeah. When you say care about the country, I care about the country. I care about the mm-hmm. citizens of the country because I am one. I care about the fellow citizens of the country. Do I necessarily mm-hmm. care about the the big political interests, the big business interests that control everything, the conglomerates of media, conglomerates of of, of big business, corporation, politics? Do I consider that uh, as a part of we the people? What the Constitution mm-hmm. say? Was it we the conglomerates or was it we the people? <laughs> I care about the people yeah, it, who was affected by <laughs> 9/11. How many big how many leaders of big business died on 9/11? How many regular mm-hmm. citizens died on 9/11? That's who I'm concerned about. And that's that's who yeah. we we talk about and that's who we're showing respect to mm-hmm. the the average citizens like us to try to enlighten other people. Yeah, I th- I think part of the thing that you find too is like especially with a lot of people even if you present them with a lot of evidence regardless of which side of the argument you're on, they're just like, ah, it doesn't affect me directly, so I can't be bothered to even pay attention to what it is you're telling me. And they kind of just ignore it because it's not directly related to their themselves and their life. 
you know, kind of I, hard to get your point across. You know, I talked about that in one of our other previous episodes when I said that, mm-hmm. you know, the America that, that used to be, you know, the America of our yesteryears is dead. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of banding together and doing something like wearing masks or, yeah, you know, collecting collecting metal to donate to the military, right? Instead of doing that, you just have people that are consistently, it's all about me and it's all about my selfies and it's all about mm-hmm. my TikTok account. And you have no people that are concerned about others. Not saying, yeah. not saying that in, in general, because there are people that don't like nurses and doctors and, and, and mm-hmm. so on. But a lot of Americans now have the you know, notation that they are the center of the world. Yeah, I think social mm-hmm. media kind of helps build that up as well. That sort of mindset, because it's like promote yourself, like make yourself the center of your of everyone else's attention with your account. Try and draw as much attention to yourself as you can. It's almost like instant. Go ahead. Sorry, it it's almost a form of a mental illness. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. Sure it is, and it's again, it's not we the people. People's a group of individuals. Now it's we the individuals. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. off for themselves. And if you think for one minute that the big powers that be in media, marketing, business conglomerates, and political conglomerates, that this wasn't all planned, that you have a platform out there that what does Facebook do? It separates people. It's mm-hmm. supposed to join people together. No, it's not. You have fans on Facebook that you don't even you you're you're friends with them on Facebook. You like everything they do, and you walk past them in in in, in Walmart and don't even look at them. Yeah. All, all it does is serve to alienate people to separate people and make them think that they're not a part of a collective that they're individuals and that is one of the most terrible things you can do for free thought mm-hmm. because we don't we don't get together and converse anymore now we just get on there and fart yeah. out a like about somebody's <laughs> stupid status about something they did uh, that you, you know you can even care less about or like some you know the Steelers won the game okay okay whatever we have bigger issues in, in the country yeah. than to pay one person $26 million to catch a freaking football. So uh, <laughs> Facebook could be used for a great way to share ideas. And, and some people do do that. That's what I'm focused mm-hmm. on. But I'm not focused on, uh, you know, j- just the, the, the same crap that everybody else is doing in this, this idea that I'm separate and it's all about me. Uh, we talked about this in previous podcasts. If you told somebody else in 1890 that all the rage would be taking pictures of yourself, what the hell are you yeah. talking about? Taking pictures of myself? I mean, how egotistical <laughs> are you? Yeah. Take pictures of the yeah, world, yeah. the natural world, your kids, <laughs> the, of yourself? You think you're that important that anybody wants to see that? <laughs> I mean, I'd barely take pictures as is because I'd rather just enjoy myself than focus on like trying to like grab other people's attention. Like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy my time doing whatever it is I'm doing. I don't care if I share it with somebody else. They're not here. This is my experience. Oh, that's that. Now you're talking craziness because everything now oh, right. is experienced through the screen. You're experiencing life yeah. through the screen and, and not in, in the midst of reality. And that's exactly what the powers that be want you to do because you're a servant <laughs> to that screen. Because you can't yeah. live without no, it. I, I've mentioned it before on our show here too. Uh, so I used to work in uh, advertising, and so our whole thing, especially with like digital marketing and stuff like that, is we get, like the amount of data that 
not only we as an as an advertising agency, but just businesses in general, Facebook, like Google, um, just anywhere, like they all collect so much information. They have so many points of data and people still don't understand what I mean when I'm telling them like, yeah, like unless you're actively like searching for information yourself, you basically live in an echo chamber. Like they're only going to put the things in front of you that already sort of match up with, with what you are searching for or experiencing. Like they don't get it. Like a lot of people don't get it and they don't understand how much information all these businesses have on you. It's even, it goes down to like, if you go to a grocery store and you have the, uh, like membership card, it's like, you know, that's why prices keep going up on the items you buy because they see that you're buying it. And so they're going to raise the price because they know you're going to buy it. It's just, it's insane to me how much information people willingly give out about every little aspect of their lives. How many times have you downloaded an app on your phone and you just go ahead and smash that allow button without taking time to realize, you know, what you're signing up for. You're giving them access to yeah. some of you get access to their pictures. How many people do you know have compromising pictures on their cell phone that you hear about? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. There was, um, I want to say it was last year or something. There was something I've, my girl, it was my girlfriend brought it to my attention because I, she knows like, I'm very careful about like internet security and just like all of our data on our phones and stuff. And I guess Instagram had a thing where they were having issues with people logging in or something. They were trying to get like security for the logins. And so they asked you to take a selfie of yourself looking right into the camera. I'm like, that is the sketchiest thing I can possibly imagine. You're just sending them a perfect photo of yourself. Like, why would you do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's just absolutely insane. You've got the some of the locking credentials now that they you can scan your eyes, right? So what would stop someone yeah. from printing that out and then just holding that to the phone? It's just it's ridiculous. And then, like I said, like even with like a lot of people are like, oh, I you know I I don't really post stuff about like where I'm at or things like that. It's like yeah, but if you have your phone on you, like I I showed people like at where I worked, uh, like on iPhones. I don't know how to do it on Android phones. I'm sure it's a very similar way. Like on the iPhone, you can go into like location services and you can see the exact path like path on the map that you've driven in, how long it took you to get there, every little stop along the way. It's like they track everything you do. I, I mean, if you ab- turn it off, you can turn it off. But I talk about that in one of our podcasts because, you know, as a vehicle repossessor, mm-hmm. I had a meeting with a, a lady down in Texas that you know worked with the FBI and it was her job to, to find out where you were. And we yeah. went over a couple of websites that that were a little bit sketchy, if you could say that, mm-hmm. be free for the average person to use. Um, yeah. And she loved iPhones because people that have the fitness app on their iPhones, it doesn't matter if they mm-hmm. have even logged into it or signed up to it. It is yeah. always tracking you. And she yeah. said the number one thing that we look for when we're trying to find someone on the most wanted list is if they're using an iPhone, because if they're using the iPhone, they're getting caught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's so much information. And like I said, like we, even more like what I do with work, it's like all we're doing is basically reaching out for like people searching for specific terms or interacting with specific terms in order to redirect them to specific businesses related to what they're searching for. But even with that, it's like the amount of information we received just from that sort of stuff is incredible. Like I can't imagine big companies like Facebook and, and Google and stuff like that, like how, what data they're all reaching out through 
and and collecting like as a whole as opposed to just specific uh unique term related searches it's it's incredible you know i think i think at one point they're probably going to try to you know put some put into legislation that you know that you could have some kind of privacy i know at least in think kind of like in in the field of work that i do right now there's a Mm -hmm. lot of cars that have like gps trackers on them and i know they're bringing that up into courts to you know to know if it's legal for these companies to track where people are going in their cars 24 hours a day whenever they want to so Mm -hmm. i think we're going to start to see that come through in the media realm but it depends on how deep the pockets go to where if it'll work or not yeah Mm -hmm. that's the big issue is it doesn't take a lot to pay off some of these people in government especially on some issues like oh a thousand dollars like i i could pay somebody off this is incredible you could buy (laughs) me off for half of that yeah (laughs) i got i got five dollars for you (laughs) you can you can buy me for a quarter of that i'll do anything. would you like a nice dinner like (laughs) all right nice nice like i don't know like a one of those like brazilian steakhouses or something all you can eat just Mm -hmm. yeah there you go (laughs) now the 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 thing here so why are we tracking everybody what's the deal Mm -hmm. why does the government need all this data it's more control and it's more reliance on the system that's Mm -hmm. why we're seeing all of these wonderful uh easy smart devices and this is so great now that we integrate this smart technology into everything it's wonderful when things are going great smart cars Mm self-driving cars blah 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 so that's wonderful when you're obedient to the system that's great but when you're not Mm -hmm. guess what you don't have a car because everything is a member and a, and a part of the Internet of Things and the smart uh, uh, smart devices uh, all uploaded to a cloud, data services, blah, blah, blah. So when you do for the system, the system does for you. The self-driving car uh, takes you where the system says you should go. Maybe you've been a bad boy mm-hmm. that week and you only get to go to work and go back home. They have greater control <laughs> over you, right? They know how long you spend in Walmart, what you look at, what you buy targeted ads, so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. So this is just a greater reliance on the system. This is just taking away individual thought, individual freedoms, and we're letting it happen for the sake of convenience, Mm -hmm. because everybody is so busy in their own lives, so caught up in their own lives, in their own uh, fantasy Facebook world, and and Mm -hmm. everybody's just struggling, working 8, 10, 12, whatever the hell hours just to make ends meet. Do you realize that half of Americans make $10 $10 an hour or less yeah. and how insane that is and how you could work a full-time job full-time mm-hmm. 40 plus hours a week and you could still live in poverty. Yeah. You can work as hard as you can and still live in poverty. So what's your escape? Mm-hmm. Your escape is Facebook. Your escape is professional sports and all this other crap that just demands more of your time, takes away your freedom, takes away your critical thought. Mm-hmm. But how can you work so hard and have so little. How is that a fair system? And you wonder why people who grow up in low-income areas, they grow up with nothing. The public school system sucks. They, they live in the housing authority. Their, their home life sucks. They have no prospects. They have no way to get out of that uh, whatsoever. And you say, yeah, they got a free choice. Anybody can do whatever they want. Yeah, you try living in that situation. Yeah. You're failing out of high school. You're thrown in jail. You're you're violent and aggressive, uh, just 
just as a, a matter of survival. Mm -hmm. Look at the media that shows you that power comes through drugs and violence and sex mm -hmm. comes through violence. Isn't that the message that we're sending? Look at Murder on My Mind. Ever see that YouTube video? Nice one. It's a rap song yeah. about revenge. It's about yeah. killing somebody else because you fantasize all day about murdering them and getting back at them. And we have little kids that are in second grade walking around humming this wonderful little melody. You know a great way to brainwash somebody? Put your message to music. You know a great way to brainwash kids? Put this bullshit to music and let little kids walk around and realize, yeah, yeah, respect and power, that comes through violence. That's great. That's a great message. And you went dark on that one. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Like, I know even growing up, like, that's how it was for, like, my sister, who's four years younger than me. Like, she listened to stuff that she, there's no way she could relate to any of it. Like, this weird, uh, I don't even know if you'd call it trap music, but it's just something she, she had absolutely no relation to the person singing it. Like, there's there's no way she could relate to them at all or the things they're they're rapping and singing about. But she listened to it, and she's a horrific individual. <laughs> That's a nice way I could put it. it. Yeah, she like she's grown up like that. Her like when I was a kid, I was outside a lot and everything. We didn't have all like the social media when I was little. I didn't grow up and spend my entire life with it. But she spent her entire life essentially growing up on like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that, and you can tell because that's molded her how she is. You know, mm -hmm. she's very self centered. It's definitely like all about, she's like, oh, it's all about me. And it, anytime anyone has a dissenting opinion from her, it's like, all right, blocked, gone. Don't want them in my universe. It's like, we live in a world where it's like, if you don't agree with somebody, you can just remove them from your life entirely and have only like approving opinions in your entire like echo chamber of an online mm -hmm. life, which as it is now is basically how a lot of people live. And you, and you become yeah. soulless. You're you're literally soulless. You're the opposite. I of like a to human imagine being. she was born soulless. <laughs> That's possible too. Yeah. <laughs> possible too. But you wonder why people that grow up in those environments, and you wonder mm -hmm. why they grow up. Okay, I can graduate high school. I probably won't graduate. I'll drop out or get thrown out or wind up in jail or juvie or whatever the hell. Okay, mm -hmm. but my options are choice A. I could work at McDonald's full time and make minimum wage and still live in poverty, or I can sell uh, heroin or crack cocaine, yeah. and I can make $2,000 a week. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, why would I not take the chance to have a much larger amount of success as opposed to struggling and almost guaranteeing myself to, to continue struggling? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Well, that, that's the, that's the decline of American manufacturing. We're living here in the Rust Belt. All the jobs are sent to China. You used to be able mm -hmm. to graduate high school and go to work in the mines of the mills with factory yeah. and have a good life for yourself. But now you remove that and now you see all the, all the crap that comes along with it because we're living it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's just bizarre. Like I said, like you go back to like the 50s, 60s, I guess is the, I guess the right time. It's like you see these people go, they wouldn't even go to college necessarily, but they'd go off, get a full-time job. They'd save for a little bit and they'd be able to buy a house. You know, they'd be able to have a family. And it's like, if you just get a job right out of high school now, there's no way. There's just absolutely no way. I think you're definitely seeing a change in, you know, the quote unquote nuclear family. You know, as mm -hmm. you said, Bam, 
you know, back fifties and sixties, you're, mm-hmm. you know, even earlier than that, oh, the dynamics definitely changed. Yeah. Your father just used to have to have a job and your, your exactly. father yeah. worked at, you know, at X and Y warehouse or, mm-hmm. or mill. And he was able to, to provide a good family for your mother and, you know, your brothers and sisters, but now you're forcing both parents to work. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. both parents now have to work, but if they want kids, one of your income is now going to have to go to paying a, a babysitter or daycare to take care of them because yeah. those prices are outrageous. Unless you're fortunate enough to have a job, you know, where they cover, you know, assistance in, in raising your children. Mm-hmm. You know, so few of those are out there. So one parent, half their salary is just going to that. And At least half, yeah. they're making it hard for you you know, to do that, you know, I know mm-hmm. I talked about repo I, I talked about being a repossessor and, you know, just so you know, like some of the things when I talk about history, it, it is because I actually, I have a degree in history from Indiana university nice. of Pennsylvania. Nice. So not all of our stuff is just com- complete, like uh, just thrown out there. Yeah. But I think that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the, the desolation of the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like by I, design, my friend. That's by design. Yeah, I don't know the the inf- the actual like stats and and numbers off the top of my head, but I know I remember reading about like the average like cost of of college or university tuition, the average cost of a home, and then the average like salary or minimum or like wages. I guess is the term they used. Like, and it's just insane how much the price of houses and university have skyrocketed. And then the wage has just kind of not stagnated, but it hasn't matched it by any means. And you see that just making it a lot harder for a lot of people to afford the same sort of lifestyle that maybe their parents or grandparents grew up with. Well, the the thing we need to remember in this wonderful uh, capitalist society, uh, greed, folks, mm-hmm. greed is not illegal. To be a greedy son of a bitch is not illegal. In fact, that's the American way. You're mm-hmm. supposed to make all you can while you can before you're in the pine box. Buy yeah. as much as you can. Hoard as much money as you can. You realize if you hoard anything else in the world, you're insane. You have a mental disorder. You are a hoarder. But if you hoard little green rectangular pieces of paper... You're smart. You're 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 a, a smart American. You're you know you're saving money, and it's just right. this this greed, this need to keep for yourself. What the hell's the difference if a CEO makes one point five or you know mm-hmm. two point five million dollars or one point five million dollars? Does that extra million really? What's the difference after you get above a certain point? How much can you reasonably spend within a year? How much does a human being actually need? That's mm-hmm. just insanity. And the rest of this is just resources, cars and toys and blah, 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 and experiences that, 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 that you know, nobody leads. There's, there's such a wealth disparity, and it's so disheartening. Should, should things be, uh, you know, a communist society? Should, should uh, a socialist society uh, where things are more equal? Uh, would, you, would you say that in 1965? If you said, if you said that in 1965, somebody would want, want you dead. But yeah. the wealth, the wage disparity, the, 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 uh, the, the wealth disparity wasn't like it is today. 
So that makes mm-hmm. more sense today than it did then. Yeah. I know. And, I remember looking at, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I looked at a graph of like comparing where like the average American is to like wealthy individuals. And then you have like, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos on the other end. Right. And you have like the average American is so much closer to like Elon Musk and a lot of these famous celebrities than they are Jeff Bezos. Like that person is so close to us in like wealth as and like than they are to Jeff Bezos. Like the amount of money Amazon has made during this pandemic is insane. Even though they've been bumping up a lot of prices on a lot of different items as well. I think it has to do with, you know, getting you a I think now is the time for Amazon to get you addicted to Amazon. Yeah. Boy, what are the odds of that? And wouldn't you know it that one of the <laughs> richest assholes in America or the world, wouldn't you know it that they have power to buy anything? Do they mm-hmm. have power to do they have power to design, manufacture and distribute a virus to make himself even richer? Does he have that enough money? Does he have that much money? Is that completely unrealistic to think about? Is that that yeah. insane to to suggest that's a possibility? Yeah, it, at a certain point, it's like nobody, everyone has a price point where they'll do what you ask, right? There's nobody that's going to question if he offers you a certain amount of money. It's like, oh, sure, sure. It's Jeff Bezos. If I don't do it, he'll pay somebody else to do it. Are we starting a conspiracy theory right now? That, Let's do it. That Jeff Bezos uh, paid the worker in Wuhan to release the virus so we could get on an Amazon spending spree? I'm not necessarily like saying it. that. I won't deny it. <laughs> you need to look at just like September 11th. You need to look and say, well, what, why would someone ever do that? Well, look mm-hmm. at what the hell happened. Look at the printout. Look at the result. Look at the receipt. Yeah. Look at the end result of what happened. Why would the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor? Well, look at what happened. Look at the end result. Mm-hmm. Every major conflict we've been in in the past hundred plus years started with a, a, a mysterious event that most could have been, uh, uh, most predict that, that could have been uh, intercepted or stopped or that we knew about beforehand, mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor, the Gulf of Tonkin incident in the Vietnam War, 9-11, the yeah. second Lusitania, you name it for, for World War One. right? These were all events that, uh, Jesus Christ, you know, we, we had four, uh, we had advanced knowledge of this. We let this happen just for, for the mm-hmm. agenda and the story to play through. Man. So what lo- what is the coronavirus? Okay. We can all debate the coronavirus and say, is it real? Is it fake? What's the purpose? What's the mm-hmm. point of this? I don't know. We'll know 10 years from now, but we can look and yeah. what, what has it done? What we need to look at is what is, what is the net output of this thing? What has it done? What has done is put millions of people out of work. It's destroyed local businesses. Mm-hmm. It's, it's put people in a state of fear. And in a state of uh, slavery, I mean, people were afraid to, you think we were separated before. Now we're afraid to get within six feet of each other. Hmm. But what's it done? And what's it done to Walmart? What's it done to Amazon? Well, I can't go out, so I stay at home and blow my paycheck on Amazon. Hmm. That's what it's done. Yeah. It's it's interesting to me, too. You're absolutely right about the Amazon thing. It's weird to me, too. Like, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, with all these people now starting to work from home, how will it change the dynamic of the workplace environment? Like, are people going to start working from home more or are we going to go back to the office setting? And like in my mind, like what I do, we could work from home easily, right? But for whatever reason, they insist upon paying this overhead for the office and stuff. It's weird to me how we will stick to some traditions, even if it clearly doesn't benefit us 
and it, it ends up costing more. But then they'll complain about other things. You know, it's just like, oh, we'll keep spending all this money on Amazon. We'll do this and that. But now we're not going to pay people to stay home. We can't trust them to do that. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, the whole thing's very interesting to me. How it's, you'd think some things would change. And yeah, other things are like, like Jeff Bezos and Amazon getting, clearly the spending is going way more into the digital realm as far, instead of, uh, like where I live, we have a lot of downtown shops and stuff. They're suffering a whole, like crazy. A ton of them are going out of business. But yeah, a lot of like the uh, non-retail businesses are, you know, sticking exactly where they've been since before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to do what they can and they want to do what they can to help. Oh, but uh, should I still spend, you know, $300 a month on Amazon? I can't live without my supplements. I can't live without this. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. They make it so goddamn easy. People work so long and so hard just to keep what they have by design to keep the rat on the wheel away from critical thinking. Yeah. And then you wonder why somebody offers a one-stop shop for everything and people who are so overworked and taxed and mentally fried at the end of the day, of course they're going to go to, I'm not going to go to nine different sites to get something. I'm going to go to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is, I think it's a big convenience because frankly, I have a, a guy that I work with now who mm-hmm. talked to me on Friday and said that uh, he was just at this this Walmart, and I said to him, I said, why did you drive all the way down here to this Walmart? And he said, well, the Walmart by me wasn't offering, you know, pickup, but they just deliver it out to your car. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have to go in and pick up all the stuff myself. I'd rather just show up and, you know, them all just throw it in my car without me having to actually do the shopping myself. And I yeah. said to him, you drove 25 minutes more one way. To go to a different Walmart than what was by your by your house, just because you didn't want to spend five minutes inside the store. <laughs> I think that's Amazon's that's Amazon's thing. That's that's their time. That's their part to capitalize, because especially now with you know we've seen a little bit of the supply chain being disrupted uh, because mm-hmm. of Corona. You know, I think I mentioned something about this earlier, but but prior to you know prior to Corona hitting, I was. Uh, getting like my parts list together to build my own computer. And then mm. once after Corona hit is actually when I was getting the stuff to buy it. And, you know, I look online and it says that there's so many, like I can get these parts from, from the Best Buy, you know, near me, but they don't have yeah. the other stuff that I want. So I have to go to a different Best Buy or I could just order them all off of Amazon. I have to wait two mm-hmm. days for it to get here, but it's all going to be in one box. And I don't have to worry about driving around all the different Best Buys, getting the stuff together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I don't know. The one thing I do wish was a little bit more, not automated, in my, but it's in the same sort of vein where I don't have to leave. Where I used to work, I worked in a town where I could use um, a lot of like the uh, the food delivery options. Um, you have like DoorDash and I forget what some of the other ones were. DoorDash Grubhub. is the one I used a lot. Grubhub. Yeah. Yeah. DoorDash yeah, is I, one I, I primarily used. But like get, now we're. Go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry, I apologize. I was going to say, where I live now, literally none of the businesses around here do that. It's actually a little annoying because I spend most of my time during the day working. Like, I don't have a whole lot of time to be going out and about just because of the way my schedule works between podcast, actually recording it, doing our, my streams during the day, editing everything, reaching out to people, working on the merchandise. Like, between all the work that I do, I don't have a whole lot of time to go and drive 
to town and and, and get stuff necessarily. Yeah. And, I live I live five but, minutes away from the Steelers Stadium. Oh, um, and prior, or should I say, pre-COVID, I ordered mm-hmm. out dinner mostly every night because mm-hmm. I actually work about forty minutes away from where I live, and where I work at, they don't offer you know they don't have Grubhub or DoorDash or or mm. Postmates. Uh, they don't offer any of that. Postmates is the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, but you know, being in the city. You know, it's it's nice for me to just to order it when I get home, and then by the time I get home, he's at my complex with mm-hmm. with the bag in the sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's what's great because I would, especially once COVID hit, I definitely I used I started using DoorDash a lot more because we wouldn't like working in advertising. I would go out and meet with a lot of clients throughout the day. That's what we do is we would travel around all day meeting with clients, and then once COVID hit, we didn't do that so much. It was a lot of over the phone. I'd have to run out and meet like one, maybe two people a day. But when I'd go out, I'd, I'd get the delivery, I'd have it set. So when I'd get back to the office, I'd go in, set my stuff down, and they'd basically be pulling up. But now it's like, I like cooking a lot. So every like at dinner time, I always make whatever it is we decided to have. But like for lunch, if I'm streaming, there'd be nothing better than to be able to have someone drive up, drop it off for me, and I just walk away from the stream for like five minutes to get it. That'd be ideal. But I have literally nobody here that will deliver. <laughs> it's a little sad, and I miss it. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I live in town now, but where I used to live in the country, I had it, which is bizarre. You think it'd be the other way around? Well, hey, that, that's that's one thing. It, I, I I would recommend that you order from as many small chains as possible. Even these mm-hmm. these huge conglomerates, you know, the Panda Express. It's just like wait, no, it's not. It's it's a chain. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I love it though. It's bullshit. It well, don't order there. God damn it. You're part of the problem. <laughs> uh, I don't have one around here. I've been to it before, but we don't have anything like that around here. We have no like real chains. Aside from like fast food places like McDonald's and stuff. But I love Panda Express. And you're part of the problem. I'm okay <laughs> with it. You got to go to the, the homemade China, the family owned Chinese restaurant. If there's not Chinese people in the Chinese restaurant, then it ain't Chinese. See, you're we assuming. Don't even have a Chinese restaurant. You're assuming that I am just patronizing Panda Express. I am fat enough to cover them all. Mm. Okay. Well, as long as I, you know, a good eighty percent of your your takeout it w- would be locally owned, I, I would say, because you're and, you, and people don't think that that. Oh, I, I I wish I could do something to help. Oh, I only shop on Amazon and go to Walmart, and now mm. I get my gas at Sam's Club, and then I eat at McDonald's. <laughs> well, uh, 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 I wish I could do something to help. Well, you can. I, I love the quote that you can vote with your wallet. Yeah. You can vote with your wallet. Actions speak louder than words that I want to help and I wish. Well, and it's, and yes, it is a little more inconvenient to, mm. to not go to McDonald's. Yes, that's more convenient. They make it that way. It's convenient mm. and it's cheap, but it's also freaking terrible that's for the point. you. That's the point. The Lurian. And that's the point. And then you're, yeah. you're supporting factory farm meat. You're supporting this garbage GMO food. Mm. There wouldn't, if, if there wasn't such a market for it, it wouldn't be mm. what it is today. So we're yeah. all part of the problem. And you can vote with your wallet. If no one's buying that crap, they're not going to make that crap. If we demand better, then we'll receive better. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. My, to be fair, I, I feel like... I, I, I mean, I def, don't get me wrong. I definitely buy stuff on Amazon. 
like a lot of like our food and stuff like that we buy local like we literally buy from the local farm markets and stuff that they have it all there like all our meat stuff i get from the local butcher i made homemade bacon recently that was the first for that mm. that was fun turned out well it's better better than store-bought bacon um, what are the store-bought bacon yeah no, go ahead Store-bought Sorry, bacon, all the lunch meats, sodium nitrite, a known carcinogen. Yeah. Why would you want to put that inside your body Yeah, yeah. when it's been proven to cause cancer? Again, it's not a conspiracy theory that it causes cancer. It's a fact that it causes cancer. Don't eat that shit. Mm. Do you want cancer? <laughs> no? Then don't eat it. How hard is that? Yeah. But people have these horrible lifestyles, and then they wonder why they're 35 mm-hmm. years old, 40 years old, and, oh, guess what? I got cancer. How could this ever yeah. happen to me? Well, where do we start? Yeah, it's you see it too. Like education on it is almost non-existent. Like we barely learned about anything, uh, like food nutrition-wise in school. Um, but it it seems obvious to me to an extent. It's like, well, yeah, if you're getting like prepackaged food that has preservatives to make it last longer, of course something. It can't just be a, a, like a miracle drug that makes it work perfectly. If you're buying, yeah. if you're buying meat and the expiration date is a year and a half from now, you're in the yeah. wrong place. Yeah. I, so we have a uh, my grandfather's the worst about this because he buys a ton of like canned food and stuff like that he gave us like a canned ham when we moved like when i when my girlfriend and i moved into where we're at now he's like oh here have this since you guys probably don't have a whole lot of extra food right now since you just moved in you didn't bring much with you he gave us a canned ham and it's still there it's been almost a year i'm not gonna eat it it's, <laughs> i it's it's like this little, I don't know what the bread, it's like a little triangle shaped like metal can. It's like two inches thick. I'm like, first of all, I don't even care if it's good. It look, I, There's no way it's it's in a can. It's disgusting. I, I just couldn't bring myself to eat it. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's, I'm just leaving in there out of spite because I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Nothing but, says I love yeah. you like a can of ham. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> if you're ever having a hard time five years from now, that, that can will <laughs> still be good. Yeah, I could kill someone with it and take their food. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you could kill someone with it. You could eat that person. And then yeah. <laughs> you could eat the ham. But but I, I washed I, the taste of the human flesh out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could do that. <laughs> but but I but I I will say now that we're on the topic of meat, I will give my spiel uh for a brief moment if you'd like to hear okay. it. Not Factory farm meat, folks. Factory farm meat. We got to get away from mm. it. Terrible. Mm. Absolutely terrible. Now, I'll take it one step further and say that meat in general, you have to realize when you're consuming the flesh of another animal, things we need to consider. Number one, do you understand how hard it is for your body to make that piece of meat that has its own genetic code into a human being? You know how hard that is to make a cow into a person? You know how easy it is, much easier to make a much simpler thing, such as a carrot, into a person. There's far fewer moving parts. It's very taxing and stressful on the body, physically, physiologically, scientifically, to turn that cow into a person. You following me, folks? Everybody home getting this? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So there's one reason not to eat meat, kids. Second reason. You're absolutely right. You have animals that are raised in fear. 
that are living in shit conditions, that are pumped full of antibiotics, living horrible lives, all the negative energy and negative karma that comes from that. And then to realize that that animal, before it is killed in the horrible assembly line fashion, that's raised only for its meat, which is grossly inhumane, before it is killed, it sees other species, other cows, other pigs, other chickens, whatever, killed in front of it. It knows it's about to die. What does it do? What does something do before it dies? If it's scared for its life, what does it release? Stress hormones that poison the meat. So we consume the meat then. You're consuming a dead animal that's filled with poison, fear, poisonous stress hormones, and all the negative energy that went into the last seconds of its life. Now you're consuming that. How's that going to make you feel? Hmm. Fair point. Yeah. We're going to have a, a great debate on this. We can do it's a whole be, show about this. I think we're going to have to do a, a whole show about this. You know, while I, do dis, while I do disagree with some of the way that these animals have, have been treated. Have you I've ever had prime been. rib? It's good stuff. Oh, I have. Uh, it's <laughs> fucking delicious. Uh, but, um, we could, uh, you know, that's a debate for another day. Right. Uh, so, yeah. but. But yeah, I we could. Say, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, I was saying my, my girlfriend was mortified. Soon. Yeah. We talked. I said about my girlfriend this. was mortified when she saw me preparing the bacon because I bought a 14 pound uh, pork belly, and she didn't realize I also had to skin it uh, to prepare it, and that kind of freaked her out a bit. Mm. I think yeah. there's a difference between getting your food, um, you know, through hunting or, or. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no problem with hunting. I have no problem with people that hunt. Uh, for a good mm-hmm. portion of my life, I have been hunting. You know, I think it's one of the things you do growing up in northeastern Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. I think that, you know, there is a difference between going out and, you know, just getting your food from Walmart. And there's a difference between, you know, hunting and, and getting yourself some deer meat. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with hunting. Now, the only problem I have a problem the only part that I have a problem with hunting is I don't necessarily agree with people that trophy hunt. I agree no, with no. people that are killing mm-hmm. the animal to consume it and only mm-hmm. doing that, you know, to feed themselves and the family. And, that, yeah. and that's my opinion on the matter. It mm-hmm. sort of goes back to the vanity we were talking about earlier with like the social media sort of thing where it's like they're just stroking their own ego. Yeah. You see these people go and hunt and I'm putting air quotes on hunt lions and stuff like that but in reality it's like you're not on a safari this lion is in a contained little environment and you're just corralling it into a corner essentially and gunning it down from the safety of like a jeep or whatever it is you're in how weird is it to show people pictures on your phone of them holding up the animal of something that they just slit throat yeah mm-hmm. that's that's weird it's bizarre yeah no oh, that's and i i that's pride and ego mm-hmm now, I mentioned it to my girlfriend too about this because I forget where I heard it, but it's bizarre. Like, if imagine if we if animals ate us the way we eat them. Like, imagine it. Like, I because I eat crab a lot. I like I like making homemade crab, and I was like, imagine if we got picked apart and they displayed our limbs all over the place and then peeled us open and sucked the flesh out. That'd be horrific. We would Maybe. wipe that species off the face of the earth. 
Maybe one day the aliens will do it. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, it's just bizarre to think about like how we mutilate everything else around us. Yeah, we're kind of like just put off by the slightest little things that aren't clearly aren't nearly as bad. Yeah. It's just because it's the, the context of it is just completely different. Just based well, on like the uh, hierarchy. Well, we're, we're, we're the human beings. We're quote unquote, the rulers of the earth. And mm-hmm. we forget that we're a part of, of what's called an ecosystem and a food chain. Yeah. And that what happens in other parts of the world with other species drastically affect us. And now we're seeing mm-hmm. issues in our lives that we can no longer uh, I- ignore. When we were growing up in the 80s, 90s, early aughts, whatever, you know, Al Gore and Convenient Truth, you're hearing that, oh, it's coming, it's coming, the day is coming. The day is here. Things yeah. are screwed up. Things are screwed I up. I that movie. I mean, not the the whole problem that we were facing, but I thought the movie was well done. The movie I watched really that. Well yeah, I forget how old I was when I watched that even, but I was like, oh, this is good. I own it. Gave, gave a very compelling case. I mean, there are people, there are facts out there, there are experts that that say the whole thing is bullshit. So we can debate that. That can be a show in itself, the climate change show coming soon. Uh, yeah, wink, wink. I think we talked about having that as a as a topic. That can be a topic as well. But we're coming to a point now. This factory farm meat business and this idea that we are the supreme rulers of of mm-hmm. uh, of the land. Other species don't think that today, and they didn't think that prior to the European murderers that came to this country and raped and pillaged their way and said, "Oh, it's our land now." No, it's not. It never was our yeah. land, and gave away millions of free acres to settlers. You can't give away something that's not yours. Yeah. Who the hell put you in charge here? So you had Native Americans here that, when's the last time, side note, when's the last time you met a Native American? It's their freaking Mm -hmm. country. That's like going to China and never meeting a Chinaman. Where are they? Yeah, that's why I find it interesting that people are always like, oh my God, these people are are just showing up in our country. I'm like, that's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah, literally exactly what we did. They were here for thousands of years. At least they're not killing us. No, no, we, and we've only been here for, for 300, but you have people that respected the land and hunted what they had to. And like Marcus said, they only use what they had to, and they respected the land. And now, uh, to, they had to do what they had to do. I understand you had to eat meat to get to, to get through the winter. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but now, yeah, the idea of hunting for sport and the idea of going into dr- the, the drive through and ordering up a chicken nugget, a little breaded fried dead animal that's chicken. Mm-hmm. how about you go out there and kill it yourself that's the point i'm at in my life if i don't have the balls to go out there and kill it myself i'm not going to eat it because i have enough yeah. respect for the animal to say <laughs> enough respect for your life that i'm not just going to order you up deep fried and batter at the window of a, of a multinational evil corporation that, that that's not chicken how is that chicken if i want chicken i'll mm-hmm. raise a chicken and i'll kill it myself yeah yeah, like I said, I grew up in a family that hunted a lot, so we often had like venison and stuff like that. But I mean, I you're definitely making great points, and I totally understand where you're coming from with like the way we. It's not even sporting, like the way we kill animals anymore. Just the thou we get, like I said, like the thousands of chickens they cram into, uh, like those giant long buildings, and you see them go through, and they're just literally beating them to death with a stick, picking them up, throwing them in a bag, and then just walking through and doing that, and get rid of the. The ones that don't suit their purposes and they're just mass slaughtering them. It's like, ah, oh, Jesus. There, it's... there are better ways, folks. There are better ways. God made things called 
vegetables, fruits, nuts, everything else in the world. It doesn't take that much to digest. They're much more nutrient-dense, lower in saturated fat. Time and time again, we've seen the less animal products someone consumes, the healthier they are. Watch the documentary, The Game Changers on Netflix. The Game Changers on Netflix. The benefits of a vegan diet for athletes, undeniable, baby. Undeniable. We're talking science. Do you like jackfruit? No, it's gross. I have no oh, idea. You don't like jackfruit? Oh, man. You're talking all these veggies. I was like, oh, he's going to be on my side here. No, I, uh, I, 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 I've had it time and time again. My wife really enjoys it, but I think it tastes like slime. I'll give you one. If you are ever, if you go to Florida, they have them. If you go to Washington, D.C., they have them. There mm-hmm. is a fruit called a sapote. Okay, it's from is is grown in like southern Florida because it was it was brought over here. There's not a lot of places that are conditioned to grow it. Uh, it's a South American fruit. It's called sapote and it is delicious. Sapote, hmm. see. Now I was gonna have to sapote. Yep. It's S-A- I was gonna ask you how the S A P O T E. Correct. Yep. In some places you'll hear it um, called mami sapote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, interesting. that's interesting yep yeah. it's m-a-m-e-y now i was going to ask you how your jackfruit was prepared because it does make a difference i don't like it plain so where uh, we were at in the conversation of uh i'm sorry do you want to add to that no no it, it was it was just uh it, it was like a prepackaged kind of a deal i don't do good with uh, mushy if it's mushy oh, man i, I, I can't do it with mine, like faux pulled pork fantastic Hmm. i literally i took it um i cut it up in little pieces and then shredded it and then i mixed in a bunch of i forget how much a bunch of barbecue sauce threw it in a pan as it was like shredded and that cooked it put it on a bun and you couldn't taste the difference between that and regular pulled pork Hmm. it was great so why not do that why not do that america why the hell do we have to kill something to have the exact same thing uh, that's more nutritionally uh, balanced uh, not antibiotics not full of saturated fat and all this shit that's going to kill you yeah. and nothing had to suffer and die why can't we just do that we're the most advanced species in the in the galaxy as far as we know why can't we use our brains and do something better you could literally get one of those and have an entire barbecue with your entire family cuz they're like 20 pounds now here I am uh, going against the grain with you here, but but what do you say to the to the people that believe that you know hunting deer is the means of population control of that species? How many deer would be hit by cars if you know people didn't go hunting that year? If, if hunting seasons were just abolished and the deer were allowed to reproduce at the rate that they wanted to, how many would be you know how many people would get murdered? Because the deer populations isn't going to be kept in check. How do they keep them in check right now? Easy. If the population gets too high, they offer extra tags for people. If people go out and they get their tags, they feed their family. It doesn't cost them money. You know, they have more money to pay their bills or maybe pay for medical care. But you have, you know, that is their way of keeping the population down. So if we just say all the animals in general, you know, regardless of whether they are, you know, in captivity or not, every one of them has a need to reproduce. So if nothing now is killing the animals, how much is that going to affect the society in a whole? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my, in this in this hypothetical situation, I would say I would think over time, if if we abolished hunting tomorrow, I would think over time that 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 population would naturally balance out. That that'd be my two cents. Option number one or option number two. Again, we're the most advanced species in the freaking galaxy. I don't believe that we are, but we think we are. But wouldn't we be able to find a way to use deer shit to heat our houses or something? Let's let's turn a, a negative into a positive here. Or they could just overrun us and kill us. Maybe they'll be the most dominant species on the planet. <laughs> In that case, we lose. So you're saying the deer will become weaponized and take over. Uh, mass hooving today in Times Square as the deer ran in. Do you remember everyone. that? Do you remember that video game? Um, it was back oh, the when the deer I, attacks back. Yes, for the, where the deer has the gun and has the hunt the he hunts the hunter. These are like beer cans to lure men. Yeah, think. yeah, I forget what it's called, but I know exactly what you're talking about. That's going to so be the fun. future when the tables are turned. Not so fun, is it? Yeah, no. <laughs> Speaking of animals, uh, I'm getting off on a little tangent here. Speaking of animals, learning how to use weapons and stuff. I've been streaming uh, Sekiro. It's a game on uh, Xbox. And, oh, you uh, mean the murder simulator? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I, I played Sekiro. Mm-hmm. I'm probably, I'm, murdered in most I'm, probably, I'm probably about six hours into it. And mm-hmm. I get to the point where I just uh, turn it off from frustration and then you know, go back when I'm glutton for punishment. My problem with Sekiro... Is that, you know, sometimes when I play video games, when I play video games, I'm just looking to play something mind numbing and to chill. Sekiro mm. takes too much of my goddamn nerves. <laughs> no, I, it, it's literally the first game I've ever gotten so frustrated with. Like, generally, it's like, ah, man, I don't, I don't mind. But it is so unforgiving and difficult. I'm just sitting here and I, I only play it on stream. So I'm just playing because the, they want to, to watch me play it. So I'm sitting here. I'm just like so frustrated. And I like I want to quit. And they're like, "Ah, oh, one more time, you got this." I was like, "I don't have it, but all right, here we go." Um, but the the point I was making was I ran into an area where there's literally monkeys with swords and and rifles. And I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "This the tables have turned." Just, now there's like twenty of them with guns, and it's just me with a sword. Just so you know, if there's ever um, if you ever get around to it. There's a game called Hollow Knight on the Switch. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, it's like also 15 brutal. bucks. It's like a 2D platformer Sekiro. Because mm-hmm. that just was a sky. There's, a, yeah, there, there's like a final gauntlet you can run with. Every, I forget how many bosses it is, and it's just horrible. If you die at any point, you just start over, like completely over. I'm in the middle of that too. My my friend yeah. Sean plays that. I was like, you need to oh, check this out. Yeah, that's brutal. That, that's another one of those games, man. Yeah. Yeah, I told him, I said, if you think that this is hard, you need to start playing Sekiro. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, it's it's rough, and they they love watching me struggle and get mad. <laughs> and uh, I try and make my streams as interesting as possible. You know, I'll sit there. I try and keep a good attitude. Like, I, even though I get frustrated, I'm enjoying it because I'm getting to talk and chat with people. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they, they punish me so much on these streams. It's unbelievable. They're like, oh, go back in. And then I have, like, uh, different, like, they can do donations or channel points. And get different things like I have a didgeridoo I play every time someone like follows or subscribes or whatever, like in something like that. Um, but they can make me do uh, like pull-ups. I have a pull-up bar, push-ups, sit-ups. There's an extra one where they make me do, I forget how the, the guy in the chat 
So basically uh, what I'm getting at is mm-hmm. or what you're getting at is, you know, playing Sekiro and having to do all these things. You just enjoy being punished. I enjoy entertaining people no matter <laughs> what it takes. Uh, they, uh, they sent me crickets in the mail. So okay. they donate and I eat those. And it's actually not as bad as I thought, but it's not good. And they sent me uh, Rocky Mountain oyster jerky, which are like <laughs> jerky testicles. Yeah. And uh, I had to get rid of them because I literally couldn't eat it. It was, I, I tried and it was so tough that it, it generally hurt my entire jaw to try and eat it. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I appreciate that you guys sent this in. I just, I can't. It literally hurts to try and eat this. Um, but yeah, we have a whole like gift list on Amazon. People can buy stuff on and it gets sent right to me. We have like a uh, black scorpion, uh, canned smoked uh, rattlesnake, uh, pre-filled communion cups, which I find hilarious. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's just all sorts of weird stuff on there that people will send in. And we have fun with it. I really, I've been enjoying streaming a lot. Hey, if there's uh, any one of your listeners are in Pittsburgh, there is a store on the Strip that is a Chinese grocery store. And in there, you can get yourself some canned, fermented squid. So pick that up and send it to them. Yeah, no, that's on the list. They can get it. The only thing I don't that I told them I wouldn't uh, add in is anything like spiders. I just can't do it. It creeps me out too much. I won't eat a spider. And nothing alcohol. I, I don't drink. But okay. pretty much anything else is on the list. Or I take like suggestions of stuff that's not food as well. Anything people think would uh, be entertaining. I just I try and keep it lighthearted and we all just have a good time. It's, it's We've been having a blast lately. I've really enjoyed it. But back to a... I'll kind of move on from what we were talking about with the, the food and everything. One of the things I wanted to ask you guys since you did like the 9-11 episode... What is your favorite conspiracy theories? They, they can be as ridiculous as you want. It doesn't have to be something you even believe in. What's your favorite one, though, that you've heard? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there are so many that I have heard, and I, I don't identify with the crazy ones that are this, mm-hmm. this cr- crazy tinfoil hat wearing BS. But you look at the big ones that that happened in the 20th century look at the big ones that happened in in our own lifetimes you've got jfk mm-hmm. and there's so many holes in that that it's not even funny so much yeah. proof that it's debatable mm-hmm. you've got pearl harbor having advanced knowledge of you've got the sinking of the lusitania start of the first world war having advanced knowledge of the gulf of tonkin uh, how we had mm-hmm. advanced uh, knowledge of in mcnamara it came out and, and uh, admitted that then you've got yeah. you've got 9 11 You've got the COVID nineteen situation. All and it, it's a shame to say that all these about uh, Jeffrey Epstein as well, which mm. it almost seems more unbelievable to think that he didn't kill himself. I think I'm wording that right. Like it's more believable that he was killed than it is he killed himself. It's not even believable. You know, no, that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a shame that we're 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 not talking about these crazy alien invasion kind of a things where we're, we're just talking about historical events and these historical mm-hmm. events are so far-fetched and so so unbelievable that anybody mm-hmm. with half a brain looks at it and think 
what you watch the video of the Zapruder film with JFK and you see uh, a, a massive head trauma happen. If you watch the video, mm. it's shocking to see. Then you look at the autopsy photo and it shows a little pinhole in the back of his head. Obviously it's a different head. Who the hell, mm. a, a child could tell the difference. <laughs> you can't tell me that's yeah, the it, same person. The video shows something completely different. Mm -hmm. Don't lie to me. Yeah. On the other yeah, hand, I I do not uh, I don't really follow conspiracy theories, you know, as much as my my channel says that I do. I I guess um, mm. I you know I find particularly crazy the people that think that you know the Bill Gate that Bill Gates is just trying Fine. to create the whole thing so he could just ship us. Why yeah. wouldn't he just put the chip? Why wouldn't he just buy the company and the guy has more money than God? Why doesn't he just buy the companies that give you your vaccines when you're a baby and put the chip into there and you wouldn't even know it? Why would he be going like he's through just, Like he's just making it way more difficult for himself than it needs to be. Yeah. Why would yeah. he just, you just go there. Have the, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know that there are some shots you have to take when you go to college, right? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't he just take that over and put the chip in there? No, he's going to yeah. go ahead and create a fictitious virus just to get from yeah. there all the way over to the point to where he's just creating the vaccine so he can chip you. Mm -hmm. Or just like your, like the flu shot. Yeah. Like you don't have to create a new virus. Just use the flu shot or anything else that most people get, I guess you could say, whatever the most common uh, shot is or blood work, anything, I guess, yeah. It's, yeah, I bring it up because I like I like coming like finding like ridiculous conspiracy theories and bring them up in the show because uh, my co-host Kyle hates it because it, <laughs> it I did uh was I did one one was uh the Queen Elizabeth is a cannibal that was one we did um the uh, ALS ice bucket challenge if you guys are aware of that yeah um, mm -hmm. there's a conspiracy theory that that was a satanic rejuvenation ritual or something. <laughs> Um, I forget what a couple of the other ones are, but yeah, I just like finding like ones that are completely insane and I try and present them as though they're factually accurate on the show. <laughs> I think we're and more into it, we're more into logical ones, you know. Oh no, definitely. You know, I can tell. Yeah. No, I like to have I like to have fun with it. But no, like I said, you I I like what you guys are doing because it's it's super interesting for one. And it's like I said, it it's nice to actually hear people talk about it and not be like immediately called like oh you're just you're crazy conspiracy theorist it's cool to have people putting that perspective out there i like to put it like this you know i am not you know you have people in conspiracies that are either you know far left or far right far right i mm -hmm. am not the republican i am not a democrat i am independent and i like to think that way so i'm going to mm -hmm. go ahead and lay things out independent i always tell people that you don't want to be if you have two friends that are that are, you know, trying to get you against the other friend, they're going to tell you what you think they hear. But the truth is always in the middle. So I try yeah. to stress, you know, living your life in the middle and not listening mm. to what one side is telling you or one side isn't telling you. Just yeah. live your life in the middle. That's all. Mm -hmm. And and critically think, uh, Marcus is is uh, highlighting the the Buddhist path here uh, of the, the the middle way living in the middle no great extremes but thinking of your uh, surroundings thinking of the information that you're being bombarded with day in and day out to critically mm -hmm. think about what you're seeing and does this make sense put the smartphone down take the earbuds yeah. out look at your surroundings 
get in touch with yourself for a tenth of a second. Think, does this make sense? Take a pause from activity. How, when's the last time you did that? We're always doing something. Mm -hmm. And we're never, we're never just, we're, we're always, we're always, uh, we're never human beings. We're humans doing at all times. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's by design. Everything is, this information age is bombarding us nonstop. Look yeah. at the Amish, look at ancient cultures, look at other indigenous cultures. When the sun goes down, what do they do? Mm. Maybe you talk around the fire for a little bit, maybe you do this and that, you know, uh, but there's no iPads on, there's no TV, there's no BS. We're so sleep deprived in this country and deprived for, for introspective thought. When the sun goes down, they go to bed. They rest. Mm -hmm. They're up with the sun. You follow na the Earth's natural rhythms, uh, but they're, they're in touch with themselves and in touch with their community. And we we have totally sacrificed that for uh, believing the official narrative and what comes out of the Almighty screen. And that's that's yeah. just stupid. And then we're at the point now where there are such unrealistic things that come out of the screen that a child could <laughs> decipher and say, "This doesn't make sense." Wait a minute. Was oh yeah, that's right. Okay, wait, 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 next. Mm -hmm. We have no attention span. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right, and that's why one of my favorite experiences I've ever had was my dad and I came went from Pennsylvania here. And we drove out to Utah, uh, like along the southern sort of states, um, and then we went we drove back, and it was like a two week trip. We drove back up along through like northern states, and we just went out on like camping trips and stuff. And we were just out and about. We had like no. We didn't take anything like technology with us really. We took like cameras and stuff, obviously like taking pictures and stuff. But um, yeah, it was just, it was so nice. Just get out and just be away from just the high paced nonsense of just stuff getting coming at you right and left. And it's yeah. like, all right, we're just, we're just out enjoying, you know, we went to uh, the Moab desert. We were just camping out in the desert, climbing up the, or not climbing up in that case, but we were going through like the slot canyons and stuff. We went back through Rocky Mountain National Park in uh, Estes Park, Colorado, which is where they filmed The Shining as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just so nice to get out and just enjoy it as opposed to ha sitting down and just having information plugged in your face all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah. that, that's, that's by a design. Heaven forbid you take a second to see how, how bad you're being screwed. Uh, that, that's, that's by design. <laughs> yeah. Because the people Not that mention. Okay. Yeah. And the people that do say, spend we time. save so much money. Yeah. Yeah. You save yeah. so much money because if you're not constantly consuming yeah. and constantly purchasing in this society, you're a failure. You constantly need, why the hell do we make more and more money? The older you get, why do you have to have a 65 year old ma making all the money when it's the 25 year old with three kids that needs it? Yeah. Why? Their house is paid mm -hmm. off. They had the cars paid off. Why do they need so much money? The, the more, the older you get, the less money you should make. No, I hear that a lot from like the older people in my family. It's like, oh man, our social security only went up this much. It's like, why do you need it to increase? You literally don't need to pay for anything hardly. You need like food and pay like your like utility bills, but you're not spending money on anything. But they want more. Everyone always wants more mm -hmm. across the board. Um, but yeah, um, I guess well, uh, we're about an hour and a half in here. We can start wrapping up here pretty soon. And if you guys had anything else you wanted to add before we do the actual wrap up. 
I, I would just say to think for yourself. I would say to be aware of your surroundings. I would say that there's no harm in looking at something and questioning it. I have a two-year-old, and he does that with me all mm-hmm. day, every day. Daddy, why, yeah. is, why is this do this? Why is this mm-hmm. do that? Why is this that color? What does that do? That's, that's, that's a healthy human brain that's functioning, mm-hmm. questioning your surroundings, saying, why, why would this be that way? What's the purpose of yeah. this? When you just, when you, when then you get older, you get hardened. Uh, number one, you think you know everything. And then you're, you're just so, um, again, how many people do you see walking down the street? They're not looking, they're walking through Central Park in New York City and they're on their phone. Yeah. Put it down and enjoy the surroundings. Mm-hmm. To enjoy your natural environment, put it down. Live your life. Ask questions. Be a human being. Mm-hmm. Be a human being, and not always a, great a human doing. To send. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add at the end here. I think Brandon did a good job of uh, you know wrapping that up. Do you want to tell people now? Like uh, again, just kind of pimp your stuff here at the end of the show as well. Uh, you can find us on any of the major podcast networks, uh, please join us on our Facebook page at off the hinges, our Twitter at off the hinges PC and our new Instagram page. That's picking up quite a bit of steam. And that is also at off the hinges. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And be sure to check out digest productions. Live. It's got links to all of our stuff everywhere. Our merch shops, Twitch, everything you guys need to know. And, uh, thank you for joining us. This has been a ton of fun. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you for fantastic. having us. Thank you for thank having you, us. Thank you. It's a great time. See this you guys is next time. This has been a lot of fun. You know, feel free if you ever want to do an episode again. You know, feel I'd free to that. reach out to it, and because we had yeah, a lot of fun, I think speak on for both of us here. I'm glad. Awesome. Yeah, this has been yeah. great. Yeah, this has been fantastic. You. I really enjoyed this. We'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll we'll do it again for sure. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, all, everyone, for listening. Have a good one.